0: Bobert over the weekend, as I'm sure most people have heard by now, was kicked out of a theater during a presentation of Beetlejuice the Musical because Bobert was, according to the reports, vaping, singing, recording the performance, and generally, quote, causing a disturbance basically for everybody around her. Now of all those charges, not that they're criminal charges, but of all these, you know, allegations of what she was doing, she only denies the vaping, you know, Lord Bobert's like, Hey, <laughs> I may have been causing a disturbance and recording this, but I don't vape. So that was her, uh, her whole excuse from the thing. And of course, uh, the security surveillance footage has in fact been released so we can watch the footage and we see the, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's security or if it's the ushers coming to talk to Lauren Boebert and her companion, basically telling them like, y'all gotta leave. And then the footage shows them being escorted out. And uh, here's the fun part. According to the usher, this is what the usher at the theater had to say. Uh, they told me they would not leave. I told them that they need to leave the theater. And if they do not, they will be trespassing. The patrons said they would not leave. I told them I would be going to get Denver police. They said, go get them. And of course, when they finally were escorted out, there are reports that say Lauren Boebert was pulling the usual, do you know who I am? So the whole thing, very humiliating for Lauren Boebert, except that she has actually said that while she was being escorted out, she quote, laughed hysterically. Those are her words. She said she laughed hysterically. And you, you can actually see in the surveillance footage that she's not laughing at all. She actually looks angry that she did not get to see the finale of Beetlejuice, the musical. Um, her, her campaign spokesperson, uh, issued, an idiotic response. This is from Drew Sexton. He said, quote, I can confirm the stunning and salacious rumors in her personal time. Congresswoman Lauren Bobert is indeed a supporter of the performing arts gasp and to the dismay of a select few enthusiastically enjoyed a weekend performance of Beetlejuice, <laughs> the supporter of the performing arts. I mean, listen, it's not like she was watching Pagliacci. Okay. It was Beetlejuice, the musical, and she couldn't even contain herself during that. But here's the thing, as funny as this story is, obviously, there's a bigger problem that Lauren Boebert has because even before this happened, her advisors have been telling her pretty much all year, you gotta tone it down. She's in trouble in the polls with her democratic challenger, Adam Frisch, the guy she only beat by, you know, 540 some odd votes last year. He's beating you. You're struggling in the fundraising. She's been making desperate calls, even having Kellyanne Conway send out an email blast trying to get people to donate to her campaign. So things aren't going well for Lauren Boebert and interviews with Republicans in her district show that they think she's too extreme. She's too unwilling to work with the other side to get things done. She's doing nothing for them, and she's making the district look like a joke. Her advisors have been telling her these things. They've been telling her, you got to cool it. You've got to be normal for five minutes, you know, don't do things like recording and causing a ruckus when you're at the theater. I mean, simple stuff, stuff that you would have to tell, you know, your little kids like, Hey, we're going to the theater. Don't act up. Don't be stupid. Don't cause a commotion. People paid good money to be here. Don't ruin the experience for them. Like you tell that to your children, you shouldn't have to tell that to a Congresswoman who at age 36 or 37 is about to be a grandmother. She should know better, but this is who she is. She got kicked out of the theater because she's trash. I mean, let's be blatantly honest here and you may not agree with me calling her trash, but she is. This is who we've got representing her district in Colorado. And it's not fair to those constituents. They have twice now sent this horrible woman to Congress to represent them and they've gotten nothing from it. She continues to embarrass them. It doesn't matter if she's in the halls of Congress or trying to watch Beetlejuice, she's going to embarrass them. And hopefully those voters wise up to this next November and finally get her out of office. So Republicans in the house of representatives are of course, moving forward with their impeachment inquiry, even though they actually didn't hold a vote to launch an impeachment inquiry because they knew they didn't have enough Republicans to support it. So Kevin McCarthy this week, of course, directed Republican held committees to go ahead and start their inquiry into president Biden. And he did this, you know, backing off of pressure from Matt gates. But the question is why is Matt gates putting this kind of pressure? On Kevin McCarthy. Like what's in it for Matt Gates. He knows it's poison for the Republican party. I've repeatedly said there's no good outcome for Republicans here. So why is Gates so adamant about this? Why is Marjorie Taylor Greene so adamant about this? Well, it turns out the most likely uh, scenario is of course what happened. It's not that these Republicans desperately want to impeach president Biden. It's that Donald Trump is pulling the strings from behind the scenes. According to new reports, Donald Trump has been having weekly phone calls with uh, the GOP caucus chair, Elise Stefanik, telling her that they've got to push forward with impeachment. And of course, Stefanik was the first high ranking Republican to come out in favor of impeachment due to the pressure she was getting from Donald Trump. And now we found out that this past Sunday, Donald Trump actually had dinner with Marjorie Taylor Greene, halibut and Diet Coke's as, as she described it, um, where green and Trump plotted what green called a long and excruciatingly painful impeachment for Joe Biden. It's all coming from Donald Trump. The man who is still so upset and so hurt that he got impeached twice is now forcing the Republican party that he technically has no authority over, by the way, he is forcing them to do this. He is forcing them to go down this path on which there is no good destination for any of these Republican politicians. I mean, listen, green's not going to have to pay a price. As I've said, she's in a safe Republican district. Same thing with Matt Gates, Elise Stefanik as well. But that's why the moderates in the house Republican caucus, that's why they don't support this because they're the ones who will pay the price. Republicans will lose the house because of this. That is what the experts are already telling us. Kevin McCarthy has lost control, but he didn't lose control to Matt Gates. He didn't lose control to Marjorie Taylor green. He's now lost control of the house of representatives to Donald Trump. And if you needed any further evidence that this entire impeachment thing wasn't based on evidence, it wasn't based on allegations, it was based purely on political spite, then this is the story, okay? This is the one that proves it is Donald Trump pulling the strings on these idiot Republican puppets that are serving in Washington DC. And now they're going to waste everybody's time. Now they're going to go on what actually is a political witch hunt. Because Trump told him to, the man who has no control over whether you win election or lose election, the man who is facing 91 felony charges, the man that was impeached twice, the man that was so bad at business, he couldn't even keep casinos from going bankrupt. The man who couldn't sell steaks, couldn't sell bottled water, couldn't run a sham university to save his life. He is the one calling the shots on this impeachment. That alone is worthy of an investigation. I mean, could you imagine, imagine for a moment that Ro Khanna had lunch with me and we discussed ways that he was gonna make Republicans lives hell. You don't think that would be a big massive story of somebody who's not in Congress telling a Congressman what he has to do because I personally want it to happen. It may not be illegal, but it's damn sure unethical. And that's, what's at the heart of all of this. And I'm not saying this as somebody who's just blindly loyal to Biden. I'm saying this as somebody who understands how stupid all of this is and how stupid the Republican party has become. A year ago, one year ago, Matt Gates was out there telling us that going down an impeachment path was stupid because it just creates a political back and forth and all this. And if we do it, then they'll do it. Then we'll do it. And you never ending cycle. He was smart a year ago about this issue, but today because Donald Trump has made him because Donald Trump has made Elise Stefanik and Donald Trump has made Marjorie Taylor green, they're embracing the stupid because they're afraid of the man with no power. When Kevin McCarthy came out this week and announced that he was launching the impeachment inquiry into Biden, he said that the months of Republican controlled investigations, mostly led by Jim Jordan, he said they've produced numerous allegations from witnesses. He didn't say numerous pieces of evidence. He just said numerous allegations. And that is a very important distinction because Kevin McCarthy effectively admitted yeah, we don't have evidence, but we've got a lot of hearsay, right? So the hearsay alone is, is reason enough to do this. Some of that hearsay of course has come from Jim Jordan, the chair of the judiciary committee have come from the hearings that he has held hearings where he has repeatedly told us, we've got a star witness. We've got these so-called whistleblowers from the FBI and the IRS. And they say that David Weiss, the Trump appointed attorney investigating Hunter Biden was being influenced by the DOJ. Specifically that came from a man, another star witness seeking whistleblower protection by the name of Gary Shapley. Now, Mr. Shapley, a couple months ago, went in front of Jim Jordan's committee as Jordan's star witness and said that during a meeting that he had with that attorney investigating Hunter Biden, David Weiss, uh, Mr. Weiss said that, uh, (laughs) quote, he does not get to quote decide. He's not the deciding official on whether charges are filed. So somebody higher up was pulling the strings. He was taking marching orders from the department of justice who was interfering with the Hunter Biden investigation. That's what we were led to believe, right? Well, as per usual, turns out that that is a complete and total lie because FBI agents that were actually present at this meeting where David Weiss allegedly said this to Mr. Shapley. Uh, an FBI witness has come forward and said, yeah, that never happened. Oh, and by the way, all of the other people that were also present at that meeting also say that this thing that Shapley says happened didn't happen. This FBI agent is a man by the name of, uh, Thomas, uh, Sobosinski, or maybe it's Sobocinski. I'm sorry. I don't know, but Mr. Sobocinski says, this is all a lie. Like everything Mr. Shapley told you that Weiss indicated he was being influenced by higher ups. That's not a thing that came up in that meeting at all. That wasn't discussed. Here is what Sobochinski had to say. I went into that meeting believing he had the authority and I left that meeting. Believing he had the authority to bring charges. I wanted to make sure that if my team felt that there was any difference in, if they view this differently, then that becomes an operational matter for me to want to get a resolution. And he admits there was nothing that needed re, uh, resolving. There, there were no issues with Mr. Weiss's investigation and all those claims that remember Republicans had made that, oh, Weiss was denied becoming a special counsel to investigate this in, uh Hunter Biden stuff. And Weiss was like, yeah, that's also not a thing that happened. So repeatedly, 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 Jim Jordan's star witnesses one by one have been proven to be liars. And Jim Jordan still pushes it. Republicans are still hyping this up as if it means something it's, it's hogwash a word I don't even use, but that's what this is. It's total BS. And we're gonna have to go through the motions and go through the political theater of Republicans pretending that these allegations from somebody who was in a room and may have heard somebody somewhere else say something that somebody else had heard like a world's worst game of telephone. That is what this entire inquiry is being based off of. They have investigated this for over eight months now and have not come up with a single shred of evidence. And Jim Jordan looks like the biggest fool of them all, but for some reason, they're gonna let that fool lead the party down this path. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.